Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I am your host, James, and today we are going into the episode Fish Out of Water. But before we go in, I do want to apologize <laughs> for the inconsistent schedule as of recently. Uh, just life happens, and recently my mental health has been tested a lot. But, uh,. I don't know, hopefully things can get back into step soon, but if not, please do not get mad. Also, it is Autism Awareness Month, and as you know, I have autism, so uh, just, like, just be there for people with autism, just hear them out. That's That's what they want more than anything. At least that's what I want more than anything. But you're already hearing me do a podcast in which I'm, you know, talking. But just listen to their concerns, help them if they need help. But like, don't don't help them if they don't want it. It's it's basically that simple. So anyway, on to the episode. So at school, Blythe passes by Josh and says hi, and Josh says hi back. Blythe then excitedly goes to young me and they gush over the fact that she had a casual conversation with Josh. Oh, this this gets me. It's young romance. <laughs> young me says to do it again and Blythe says she has to laugh around to make it seem cash. <laughs> oh, this, this thing is only going to get better from here. So, uh, she, she, she does the lap, and then she asks, what's up? And Josh says he's got a job. And then Blythe meets up with young me again, and they get excited again about how well this is going. Young me says that now she has to ask where he works, and then say, oh, I go there all the time. We should hang out sometime. And then Blythe does a few more laps. And in her speech, she stumbles into the trash a bit, but Josh waits for her to talk. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, they make such a good potential couple. I... Uh... So, Blythe picks herself off and asks where he works. And Josh says he works at largest ever pet shop. And as Blythe is about to go into the rehearsed line... Uh, about how she goes there all the time. Although she does go there more often than you'd think. Just not always for the reasons of being there. Uh, yeah, Josh might have seen her there at the news when they accused her of stealing. And it turns out that illegally no one stole. <laughs> anything <laughs> I just can't I like uh, I just realized that legally no one stole anything even though stuff from the trash went missing oh oh this is so good but then when Blythe hears that he actually works at largest ever pet shop she freaks out Josh says he'd better hurry because he doesn't want to be late for his first day. And Blythe is very <laughs> shocked. Okay. Uh, 
Oh man, this this is too good. I love this. I love this for what it is. Uh I'm I'm gonna stop right now. I need to I need a minute. So back at the pet shop, Zoe uh is doing a monster truck rally voice announcing something like ladies and gentlemen, pets, 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 pets. It's it's delightful. And like she's announcing that uh Minka is daredeviling and everyone is excited. And Zoe says that she's gonna jump over Sunil and we see like the ramp and the and the and the pit I think the valley what is the technical term for like like the hole that like daredevils would like jump over on a thing. I don't know, but Sunil's in there, but then says that's what she thinks, 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 and then leaves. But Minka does the jump anyway, and everyone cheers. And Russell, who is the mechanic of this, comes up and congratulates Minka on the scoop board. Right, it's like a board with like a... Isn't that just a scooter? It it has like all of the space of a skateboard, but it has the handlebars of a scooter. So that's what a scoot board is. Saying that it was a good idea to use banana wax to grease the wheels. And I mean, that's a cheap joke, but whatever. <laughs> it's not bad. There certainly have been worse jokes. And for... For the price of cheap, it's fine. <laughs> oh, oh god, I forgot. Uh, but Minka says that she wants to jump something like real daredevils, like a row of buses or a shark. And then Russell says, You're ready to jump the shark? <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. And asks where we would find one. And then a goldfish says hello in a monotone voice, kind of like that. They ask where he came from, and he says Mrs. Trombley wheeled him in while they were having fun. So Neil taps on the glass, and the fish asks him to stop. So he introduces himself as Goldie, and the pets ask if he wants to play tag or hide-and-seek or jump rope. And Goldie says that he's limited in mobility, which is a shame because he's an actual thrill seeker at heart like that's what he says that seemed very awkwardly put but I'm gonna roll with it so the pets get the idea for him to be the shark that Minka jumps and we cut to that jump and like Zoe's re-announcing everything and uh, she introduces Goldie as the shark and Goldie goes roar at the beginning and then Minka does the jump and then Goldie said he had fun but he doesn't sound like he had fun and the pets ask about that he says he didn't really do anything and wants to move around like you guys and Russell has an idea for that as a mechanic but we cut back to Blythe and young me walking either home or to work, probably to work, even though that's Blythe's home as well. We don't actually know where young me 
actually lives? I like, but she works around the corner from Little's pet shop, and Blythe is freaking out about Josh and what the biscuits are doing. She says she doesn't care, but she clearly does because she keeps mentioning it over and over again. To the point where, like, young me is asking about math homework and Blythe is ignoring her completely. <laughs> and she thinks that the twins have tricked him somehow or are using him in some way or they have his skateboard hostage. <laughs> Blythe reiterates that she absolutely does not care. And then young me sick of this. <laughs> Like, says that for your sanity and my math homework, just check it out. And Blythe is like, yeah, you know what? I will. And then uh, Young Me says, maybe Sue knows what the math homework is. Which, I mean, okay, just, just a little a little point of contention here. So, last episode, uh, Feud for Thought implied that young me's parents were aggressive about her you know being a good student and i guess they are but this seems like young me is a little too relaxed to about her math homework and i don't know it's it's a weird sticking point like like, yeah, she asks for her math homework, but at the same time, she's, like, chill about it. She's not freaking out the way Blythe is freaking out, where if you had a parent that's like, I don't care what grade you get so long as it begins with an A, in that kind of passive-aggressive tone, it's... I don't know. It's hard to think. So... Blythe at the store tells Mrs. T that she's taking Minka and Zoe out for a walk. Minka asks where they're going and Blythe says that it's a secret mission and asks if they're bad enough dudes to rescue the president. No, I mean, they. she just says it's a secret mission and asks if they're up for it, which, you know, they seem to be. So, in the shop, Russell and company have fixed up Goldie with a fish mobility device which is just the scoop board without the handles and a pseudo cage for Goldie's ball so Goldie says that he's very emotional about this and Penny asks exactly which emotion so then Russell instructs Goldie saying that it hasn't been tested yet but if Goldie follows his instructions he should be fine just uh like we will get you moving just Press up against the ball in either direction to turn that direction. Russell starts him off, and Goldie is about to hit Sunil and is instructed to turn right. And Goldie does, and he's going to hit a wall, so they say to turn left, and he does. And he stops, and uh, Russell congratulates Goldie, and he says he's getting the hang of it. Vinny wants to speed up, so he does. Russell says that it isn't a good idea. And then Vinny asks, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? So just then, uh, Goldie leaves the play area through the pet door, and the pets chase him. 
Goldie leaves the store and barrels off down the sidewalks and the pets can't quite catch up to him. Russell says that that could go wrong. So, in front of the largest of a pet shop, Blythe is nervous about coming in and is going back and forth between the two, opening the sliding doors each time. <laughs> Blythe says she doesn't exactly like the idea of spying on Josh. Zoe says not to think about it like a spy mission. Think about it as just checking up on a friend because you're concerned. And as Blythe is deciding and keeps going back and forth, Josh sees this, the opening and closing, and gets a bit concerned. Blythe is like, I should check it out. But then again, it is underhanded, but she just wants to save Josh. And that's that. And then Josh comes up and asks if she's coming in. Blythe nervously says yes, and she's deciding whether or not she needs a cart, and then gets a cart. <laughs> uh, oh, it's so awkward. I love it. So, the rest of the pets are still chasing Goldie, and Goldie crosses traffic safely, only to crash around a corner. The pets are concerned, and they go to the crash site, and they see that Goldie has fallen into the sewer. We will get to the technicalities of that in just a moment. And Russell says that uh, next time you should install brakes. So, at largest ever pet shop, Josh is doing work and Blythe is following him to check up on him. She then runs into the biscuits and almost hits them. Blythe says, I didn't see you there. And then Brittany says, you never do. Which, okay, you guys teleport. Don't move the goalposts on me. We can't see you because you bend time and space at your willingness. You can't expect everyone to do that. And you know what? You don't expect everyone to do that. You just want to annoy Blythe. Which, I mean, you're good at doing. So, the Biscuits ask what she's doing here, and Blythe says that she's shopping. They also ask her to take her pets out, but Blythe asks why can't pets be in a pet shop? And they keep questioning Blythe about her suspicious behavior until they see Josh. They then rush over to compliment Josh. Josh says thanks and that he's carrying out the trash right now and the biscuits offer to go with them and move it themselves. But... They can't use their strength power more than once a day, and they don't deem it necessary here. <laughs> and they don't want to waste it, I guess. Josh carries it off while dragging Whitney, and Brittany follows. Uh, Blythe is confused over their behavior and decides to follow. You know, to save Josh. And Zoe and Minga are like, sure. So they go to the door to the outside but they're inside and they peer through the window to the garbage dumping area and Blythe sees the biscuits asking uh, Josh to help them move stuff because he's so strong and Blythe comes to the horrifying realization that the biscuits like Josh and gets sad <laughs> So he comforts her by saying that just because they like him doesn't mean he likes them. Blythe is like, 
You know what? You're right. And we should leave before I do something embarrassing, which is smart thinking. Although, I don't know how much Josh would care, because he seems chill. He was super chill about you crashing into the trash can at the beginning of the episode. But, Zoe suggests to take a look at the pet fashion here. Minka says that we should take a look at their fall line, and by that I mean clothes to look good in when I fall. And she falls. Blythe says that that's a good idea, and then says, you know, it's a good idea to keep an eye on... And then she hears the biscuits giggling and then finishes the competition. Oh, oh, that's so good. That gets to me, you know? So Russell has opened up the storm drain and wants to pursue Goldie. Sunil doesn't want to go down there and explains that a few years ago, Someone flushed their pet baby alligator down the toilet and he grew and he grew into a giant who lives in the sewers. We will get to that. Russell says that that's a myth. Which, Russell, come on, you believed in a myth. Don't don't go deriding someone because of that. But then Sunil says that you won't myth me when I decide not to come down there. And then Russell's like, Sunil's not coming, so I guess there's only one thing to do. Sunil thinks he's staying up there, but then Russell drags Sunil down there and everyone else follows. They note where Goldie fell and that he bounced away into the waterway. And Pepper is worried about him drowning, but Russell reminds her that he can't drown. <laughs> Penny says that she doesn't like it down here. And Pepper concurs, saying that it's dark and smelly and that no one can live down there. Like Pepper even points out she's nocturnal and she can hardly see. But then we hear the thickest French accent that this show can provide, saying, Not only can we survive, but thrive. And in the shadows, we see a group of rodents peer out, led by a raccoon. This raccoon is the one with the French accent. And then... He goes into a song about how they make treasure out of trash and how living down here is a delight (laughs) about how he takes all of this garbage and makes it into something great. And like, I will point out, he's wearing like a, a red French army uniform. Like, like, you know, Napoleon that get up it's that but red <laughs> and he has a hat it's it's a paper hat but it's very <laughs> like almost offensively french <laughs> and he lives in the sewers and like everyone else joins him except for Sunil and they embrace the whole treasure of trash mentality. It's it's a weird song. It's sort of musically Disney-y. Like, uh, like, the thick French accent makes me want to jump to Be Our Guest. But it's not Be Our Guest. It's like if they did a 
era-appropriate Oliver and Company and not a modern-day New York Oliver and Company. Wait. I said Oliver and Company instead of Oliver Twist. <laughs> oh, boy. No, Oliver and Company is a remake of Oliver and Twist. Oliver Twist, what the hell is wrong with me? Uh, but, yeah, I think it's a thing based on Oliver Twist. Oh, God, now this is just going to bother me. It It is based on Oliver Twist. So, yeah, as I was saying, like, it feels like a Disney-esque interpretation of an era-appropriate Oliver and Company. I did it again. I did it again. Oliver and Company is just a better name. And also, I watched that movie a lot as a child. I should probably watch it again. I don't remember a lot. But it was good from what I can remember. It No, if they met... Uh, like, if uh, you get my point, I hope you get my point, because this is not going to, this is going <laughs> to stall the episode. So, Sunil says that in the time it took to sing that song, we could have been searching for Goldie. And the rest of the pets agree. And the raccoon, whose name is The Mask... According to Wikipedia, at least. Because, like, like, it has his name, even though I don't think they say his name in the episode. <laughs> so, Lamasque says that, I think that the only way to follow the current is by water. So, Sunil is ready to give up, but Russell says that that song wasn't a waste of time and that we can use what we have to make the best out of it. Russell then notes that some burger wrappers are waterproof on one side, so we should gather them and make boats. Plural boats, not one big boat that they can all go in. <laughs> so, uh, so, they uh, have their boats ready now, and they begin their voyage. And Sunil is concerned about how they're going to get back and then freaks out when the alligator crosses his mind. Russell still says that that's a myth. And then Sunil says that you won't myth me when I'm gone. Uh, meanwhile, Minka and Zoe are looking at the fashions. And Zoe doesn't like anything. Blythe also looking says that there's nothing here to worry about, so let's go. She then hears Josh say, I'm back. I brought lunch. And she continues to eavesdrop. Now, he's in the aisle next door. And, uh, like, she's hearing him, like, between the divider things. I guess they have walls. And not. So, uh, Josh says, like, all these positive things. is like, oh, stop kissing me. You guys are cute. And then Blythe is very upset and decides to leave. And she cries, saying that this is the worst idea ever. 
And then Zoe decides to exact vengeance on the biscuits and goes over to bark at them. So she and Minka go and Zoe starts barking only to find that Josh wasn't talking about Whitney and Brittany, but Cashmere and Velvet and gets embarrassed. Josh asks if they were with Blythe and Zoe and Minka run off. The sewer crew keep searching for Goldie. Uh, they run into a shadow and they think it's Goldie, but it turns out to be the mythical alligator. He roars and everyone screams. He then calms down and he turns out to be a very polite Canadian alligator. Are they just implying that the sewers are Canada? Because we have Canada, Canada, and then French Canada with the mask. <laughs> like... Like, French Canada and the rest of Canada. <laughs> and Sunil is glad to be alive. And Russell says, "He, I thought you were a myth. And then the alligator says, actually, I'm a mythter. <laughs> Which I find amusing. Anyway, he then says he thought they were trash and that he compacts it down here and brings it to the dump. The pets ask if he's seen Goldie. And the alligator sees Goldie as they ask, and Goldie continues down the current. The alligator says that that's bad because it goes to the water treatment facility. The pets ask, and the alligator explains that it's bad because there's high-speed fans. The pets keep not getting it until he just outright says, it'll chop them up good. So, fun fact... They say storm drain throughout the episode. And uh, there are a few things off about that. So, from what I've looked up, a storm drain doesn't have a water treatment function. And it isn't meant for all of the trash that Lamask makes treasure out of. And, like... Like, that's the sewer's job. A storm drain is just for storm water, and that's it. A sewer gets all that nasty stuff. And that gets, like, water treatmented. Like, like a storm drain just goes directly back into the water source. Although, since we do live in Al Gore's ice drop future, we could also live in the time where storm drains do have this function because storm drains probably do get more than storm water, even though it's not supposed to. It just does. So, <clears throat> so outside of a largest ever pet shop, Zoe and Minka come out yelling the good news that Josh was just talking to the chinchillas and the chinchillas were kissing Josh, not, you know, actual human kisses. Blythe, who had been moping, perks up and then decides to leave before anything happens. But Josh comes up and says he was worried about the pets and wanted to make sure that they got to Blythe. Josh then asks about chinchilla twigs. He says he has some chinchillas in the store and that uh, they need them too. And Blythe completes the phrase, 
file their teeth down. Josh is impressed and wants to know where he can find some because Largest Ever doesn't have any. Blythe says that Littlest Pet Shop does. And Josh asks if he could walk with her to the Littlest Pet Shop. And Blythe says yes. And Zoe and Minka exchange a look as they go. So funny thing then. The Biscuits have to go to Littlest Pet Shop or at least another store to care for their pets. Like... But you know what? I think they put Francois up to it. And he goes to the Liz Pets shop out of spite, which is a bit funnier. So, the pets chase Goldie, but then Big Al, as Russell calls him, stops them before they get in the fans' area, saying that no one can outswim that. They look for Goldie and they see him trying to outswim those uh, fans. And he is scared. And Penny says, oh, I guess he can emote. Russell asks Big Gator Al, as I have nicknamed him because that is amusing to me, to swim over to get him. But Big Gator Al says that he can't swim that far. Russell then looks around and finds a container and a rope. He ties one end to the container and the other to Big Gator Al's mouth, saying that he might not be able to outswim it, but his chomping strength is next to none. So Russell then throws the container and Goldie gets in and Al chomps freeing Goldie from the horrid fate. And then back at the pet shop... They miraculously have gotten back to the pet shop. Goldie's explaining how much he liked the openness of the sewer slash storm drain. And he thinks he saw a whale. So wait. If he saw a whale and the sewers are a metaphor for Canada, does that mean that he saw this show's version of Pat of Pat Stares At and formerly of the Super Best Friends? Uh, 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 applause to you if you get that but uh, Goldie is comforted by the coziness of his own bull after all of that Penny comes in and says that his owner is here Russell asks if he liked his stay and Goldie gets excited and saying that this was the best and asks what are we doing tomorrow and at the end of that, the pets all faint. So, um, quick tangent. I thought Goldie, like, actually couldn't come out at the beginning my first time through. But he is capable of emoting, so it's not a mental illness thing. It is, he just was very bored, and I guess I needed to take it at face value. But, like, I thought, like, it could have been something... Like it also could have been something about a physical disability, but it was just, you know, a fun story about a fish getting lost in a sewer slash storm drain that uh, Al Gore mandated. Because, you know what? No, this is the universe where Al Gore becomes president. <laughs> this is that universe. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is the one where Florida doesn't make George Bush president. <laughs> or whatever. So, on their walk, Blythe is talking to Josh, 
and telling him about the time the pets almost committed vehicular manslaughter twice and Josh is not freaking out but finds it delightful. <laughs> like, okay, as much as I like that episode. That is horrifying. And the fact that they do it again is even worse. And the fact that they thought to do it again is even worse. Come on. But whatever. So they get to the Lilith's pet shop. And Minka and Zoe enter. And then Josh gets a call from the Biscuits and explains that he took his break to get something for the chinchillas. When asked where he is, he says Littlest Pet Shop and they fire him on the spot. Blythe says that that didn't sound good. Josh is like, yeah, but I wasn't crazy about working for the Biscuits anyway. But he still wants to get something for the chinchillas. And Blythe finds that sweet and then Blythe asks him to come in to get those sticks. And that... Oh wait, that does not end the episode because at Largest Ever Pet Shop, the twins spot someone and asks her to work for them. The mysterious person turns around, and it's Madison. And she says, okay, and that ends the episode and overall i actually kind of like this episode uh because like oh the the teenage romance thing it's so teenagery i love it i love it uh it's so good so good it's like uh, like i mean it's it's teenager-y but I like that. It's ah, uh, it's that. Oh God, I don't know. Like, it has a certain, as Lamasque would put it, "je ne sais quoi" to it. Oh boy. But yeah, like the whole Goldie story is interesting as well, and I kind of like it as well. Oh boy. This episode is just incredibly fun. And I don't know, I guess that's that's it. So that should be it for this episode of the Littlest Pet Cast. Be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when they can go anywhere sooner because Al Gore is president. And be sure to tune in next time for the episode, If the Shoe Fits. I shall see you then. Polo! Fish out of water! Dang!